Welcome to the Mountain Nerds Podcast. My name is Caleb. And I'm Taylor. And this week we have some amazing special guests. We have Dallas and Celeste from Geek Devotions. How are you guys doing? Doing right. good. Thanks you for know, inviting us. You're welcome. Well, I appreciate you guys coming on. I, I noticed that I have the exact same intro, I think, every single time I have a guest on. So it's like, oh, surprise, there's a guest. But I've been having guests on my show since we started. So, <laughs> but no, good, man. I do appreciate you guys coming on. Um, so, you know, tell us a little bit about yourselves, a little bit about Geek Devotions, um, and then we'll dive into our uh, topic tonight. Yeah. yeah. Um, you want to take it away or you want me to do it? Uh, which one would you prefer to do? I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you what Geek Devotions is. Geek Devotions is a show from Devoted Geeks who are devoted to letting uh, people know that they're loved. And so we take geek pop culture items like movies, video games, and comic books. And uh, we create uh, weekly devotionals based off of them that come out every Friday on our YouTube channel um, at 4 o'clock, <laughs> Central Standard Time. And uh, at the same time, we do other things with it. Um, it's kind of, we use geek culture as a springboard as for conversation starters. So, mm-hmm. like I said, just let people know that they're loved, that um, somebody cares about them, that there's there's hope for them. And um, so, let's you want to explain to them how we got started? Yeah, um, we had been... We were engaged. Um, we are, we are married. There are people who thought that we were not. That thought we were siblings. That was weird. Very weird. We are married. Very married. Um, and so they, we were engaged, and we went to a local con. Um, our area is not terribly geeky. We have our geeks. Mm-hmm. We're we're a good community, but. It was the first con that actually like did really well. And we're standing in line because that is the majority of con life is standing in lines with people. Best part of the con. Really is. <laughs> that's where you get to talk to people. And so we're standing in line outside the door and there's like four or five of us who were there like three hours early. And we're just chilling. We're standing. We're talking, drinking our coffee. And some people show up to protest the con because they, they are believing that most of the people who are going there, if not all, are going to hell because of what they like. And we had already uh, told them who we were. We had told them we were Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, Dallas is on staff at our church. And so they knew all of that. And so they look at us and they go, well, are you going to yell at us? We're like, will it help? <laughs> <laughs> to which go, they said no. To which they said no. <laughs> and so we go, okay, no, we're, we're here because we want to go get our comic books signed by Ben Dunn. We're here because we want to go see Peter Mayhew, who was Chewbacca. You know, we want to do mm-hmm. these things. And if we can let you know that Jesus loves you through that, then sure. Yeah. And so out of that birthed this awareness of a need that mm-hmm. we're in geek culture. We speak the language. Yeah. We can say things in ways that geeks will understand that no one else will. Mm-hmm. And we determined after we got married we had to get married first, had to do the wedding. Yes. Um, get that out of the way. And then we determined that we wanted to do something with it. And so we spent probably the first six months of our marriage planning, planning and studying and determining awesome. what we wanted to do mm-hmm. and uh, how that was going to look. And it's grown from there. But yeah. that's that was the inception of Geek Devotions. Yeah. And it's really been interesting because like we've always done it naturally, just yeah. using geek culture for our mm-hmm. conversation with people and seeing stuff. Um, at the time uh, we got married, I was actually the student pastor at my church and, um, I would go to high schools. And I mean, like, I remember walking in the hallways of one of the high schools and there was this young lady just kind of like in a corner, chilled by herself, nobody talking to her, nobody went really paying attention to her. I could tell she was having a bad day and she had a backpack from Bleach, which is an anime. 
and I recognized the character. I recognized the anime. And so I sat there for a second. And I just chatted with her about it. I was like, hey, that's a cool backpack. And we talked about the anime and we talked about different stuff. And you just saw the, the light change because somebody recognized her. Somebody saw her in her, you know, her what she liked. And then I ended up inviting her to come hang out with us at uh, First Priority, which is a campus club they had at the time. And, um, you know, it changed things for that young lady. And again, it was just something that it's just natural for us because we, we in geek culture, we see geek, geek culture stuff. And to be honest, there's a lot of folks in geek culture that we're the outcasts. You know, yeah. we're the ones who nobody sees, nobody wants to talk to. We're, we're sh- uh, shunned uh, yeah. for being into different stuff um, and sadly often shunned by the church. Yeah. And, And, you know, that's kind of what uh, me and Ryan talked about. Um, I interviewed Ryan Felton with uh, City on a Hill, and we just talked about how, uh, you know, the geek culture, the nerd culture is always looked down upon, you know. Mm -hmm. And but our job and and what we feel like we need to do is we as mountain nerds, we are promoting that we are promoting this culture, a Christian nerd culture you know, going a little step further with it and helping, uh, you know, get the word out to these different organizations. Um, but it's, it's so great that you guys are doing what you do. I mean, that's, that's awesome. You know, you had that need and you met it and, uh, and they're still meeting it. And, um, so that's, that's, it's really cool when we get to use our, uh, culture for Christ, you know, um, to get that, that opportunity to get that, you know, Oh wow. I love video games. You love video games. Let's talk about Jesus and play video games. <laughs> so, Absolutely. And then you guys, like you were saying, you guys actually do the devotions as well based yeah. off of um, different, different games you want to talk a little bit more about that kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like, it's almost a flavor of the week or a month for us. Yeah. Uh, we'll mm-hmm. do stuff. It um, depends on what we're watching. Yeah. Um, like Celeste said, we, we, we planned for six months on how we were doing, going to do this. And, mm-hmm. um, um, we kind of developed a, a rhythm every other month is a theme month for us. And so like, we just came off of uh most excellent month where it we was most excellent. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about, we did Bill and Ted, uh, excellent venture, bogus journey, the animated series, and then face the music. We did devotions wow. based off of all those. That's so uh, cool. What else have we done series off of? Um, we did the Matrix. Did the Matrix following in the Keanu Reeves theme? Yeah, um, nice. We did, we did King of the Monsters, King which of... is the one we're probably the most known for, even though we are not huge kaiju fans. <laughs> That's the one people find us from. Yeah, we did. Um, we did a Tim Burton month. We mm-hmm. did musicals month. I thought that was fun. I don't think anybody else did, but I did. <laughs> so we co- we cover all kinds of geekdoms and mm-hmm. stuff like that, and and that's the thing is like we were real intentional about not just niching down a one yeah. area, which uh, which you know the YouTube analytics say this is what we should do is niche down on one area, but we're that's just not who we are. We're like, look, we're we're into everything. Like um, like last week, Celeste was binging out on the X Men from the nineties and. Um, and then we're reading comic books and then we're watching star Wars. And, um, then also we're like, we're both like trying to hammer through different versions of Zelda right now. Yes. And it's just, again, we're, we're kind of everywhere with our geekdom and we've discovered that we've hit more people and incur- and been able to impact more people by doing what we do. Reached more people. We don't hit people. Sometimes we do. <laughs> Sometimes we do. Hit them with the word. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how that works. <laughs> and you guys also do a podcast as well, correct? Yeah, uh, we is do. it uh, Com- Com Talk? Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Job. Okay. Com yep. Talk by Geek Devotions. Awesome. Awesome. If you look us up, you have to subscribe to the one that says 2.0, though. Yeah. Because the other ones are old uh, podcast hosts, which we're not going to name names. 
and uh, they just did a shady, and we're we're, we're about to kill that one. <laughs> they were not slim about their shady. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, before we started, there was no shadiness with us. We just decided to change your name. So we, if you look at our podcast listing, we actually have like 18 episodes. It's crazy. But only, f- what, now three of those are mountain nerds because we were something before. We were uh, life and trails. We had this whole thing where – this originally started off as like a, a, a collaboration with a YouTube channel that Taylor was making. It was supposed to be about our life and stuff. And then we were going to do more like hiking stuff. Cause that's one of our passions. We love doing that. And uh, the idea was to go out hiking and then film episodes or record episodes while we were hiking. And then COVID happened and we were never able to go hiking. <laughs> <laughs> and as the weeks went on, we started talking more about TV, movies, games, that sort of thing. And uh, I was like, what are we doing? Let's just let's just rebrand this. And I started rebranding. And I've literally just sat there. I've been, so for the past, I think we've done just one podcast. So far, we have recorded just me and her. And we have three up right now. Um, I have one that I'm editing, and obviously we're recording this one. But um, so far, it's all been interviews, which has been great. And it's kind of kind of where we're falling into, you know, so we get to go out, we get to reach other geeks and get to talk to them about, you know, how they're making an impact, how they're making changes, how they're doing things. We're going to go ahead and dive into tonight's topic, which is co-op. So we are talking co-op and what kind of co-op games do you guys like? What do you guys play any games together? Do you? Oh yeah. uh, So what's some co-op games? Well, recently we've been playing Raymond Legends together. Um, Smash Brothers is not co-op, but we play it together. We do play. It was for a while there. It was like mm-hmm. our nightly ritual to play Smash Brothers. And then life got in the way. <laughs> so with Smash Brothers, who uh, who would who's who's better? Uh, Dallas, <laughs> absolutely Dallas. I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> Why not? You're the better one. It's fine. It gives me a goal to achieve oh, to gosh. beat you. Legit- <laughs> Legitimately, like I'm practicing because, like, for some reason, some of the teenagers at my church uh, think I'm some legend at video games. I'm not. It's because you know so much information. It's because I know so much information, <laughs> and so, like, I went to a one of the guys at my church. He's like, "Hey, my, my we're doing a Smash Brothers tournament at my my house. I want you to come." Uh, my son, man, he wants you to be there because he thinks you're gonna whoop up on him or something like that. I was like, I suck at. I'm. I hadn't played Smash Brothers probably since college <laughs> at this point, <laughs> and that was like 2008. And uh, they tore me up <laughs> and then bragged about it. Yeah, for months. So I'm I'm training to to exact my revenge. <laughs> <laughs> Live up to the legends. Right. So, I am we, not good at Smash Brothers. No, I was all. about to say I'm horrible. Yeah. At she won't it. she won't play with me. <laughs> she won't play Smash Brothers anyway. I I consider it a good round if I don't jump off the edge by accident. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's like, me. I just like try walking and I just jump off the edge. And, I'm like, like Taylor, let's let's fight, and she's right there. And all of a sudden, she just goes off the edge. I'm like, I guess I won. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, how did you fall off the planet? Yeah. So this is why I've determined that the characters that float are so much better because if you fall off the edge, you can go, oh, heck, and you hit the button and yeah. it just goes up. And it's she all does good. a lot of Kirby and Cleefairy. I do. <laughs> <laughs> what other, is there any other games that you guys kind of like really, really enjoy playing together? Is there games that you guys play that you're like, we can't play that together? <laughs> I don't know if we've had that experience yet. There's games where, like, like um, there's games that like I don't like as much as you do. Yeah, like we played Guacamelee uh, too. Okay, I don't know if you played Guacamelee. Yeah. 
Um, I I get into guacamole hard. Uh, it's just, it's a luchadores. It excites me for some reason, but uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> it's uh, not my thing. <laughs> so like doing that because Celeste isn't terribly good at the more intricate stuff. Yeah. In games and guacamole, there's a lot of small like intricate stuff. Um, I think the only game where maybe there's some tension is actually a card game we play. Um, that's tension with everyone. That's though. tension with everyone. There's this card that game. <laughs> Nobody knows the name of the game. It's kind of like a mix of uh, gin rummy and uh, what did they say? It was? Skippo. Skippo. And, no, phase ten. I'm phase sorry, 10, I yeah. said the wrong one. And uh, it's a it's an intense game. Like the first round, it's like real simple. You get two, three of a kinds, and then all of a sudden you need. A four card straight and a three of a kind, and then by the end of the game, you need five five card straights to to win. And uh, this game, I've seen this game last for hours. We're we're pretty sure that Dallas's uncle invented it to uh, become a card shark in college because he was bored. <laughs> like no way, like I've shown this card game to to other card aficionados, and like they're like, I have no idea what this game is, and they're fascinated by it. And it gets cutthroat, like it gets because yeah. like you're 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 buying cards from the pile, and everyone's like, "I need that card." Like, I'm sorry, that's mine. <laughs> people start bartering and stuff like that. It's just, it just gets it gets intense. So and, that's not so much tension with each other as it is tension with the game in general. <laughs> now, me and Taylor get tension with each other, and one of the reasons why I brought this up because I was going to bring up the game Overcooked. Have you guys ever played Overcooked? No, but we've been told that people want to watch us play it together. <laughs> Overcooked, I recommend all young couples during your premarital <laughs> counseling, you go and you play Overcooked just to test out that tension meter because we're playing, all right? So we're sitting there playing and we're making hamburgers. That's the thing. And Taylor's like, get the buns, get the buns. Caleb, get the buns. Caleb, get the buns. I'm like, I'm chopping tomatoes. Give me a second. <laughs> okay or i'm like i'm like come on toss me toss me this stuff she's like i can't hold on hold on hold on and time's running out she's zigzagging all over she's throwing random ingredients at me i'm like what are you doing (laughs) yeah so that's we've heard about the game our friends uh cody uh over at geeks on grace he played mm -hmm. with his wife during one of their streams yes and uh one of the pledge drives yeah and it apparently got wild between the two of them they had to have some counseling afterwards it was also (laughs) pretty late it was like they had the overnight shift and it was the end of their overnight shift so no marriage is good at that point you worked (laughs) no it's not you worked the, the the streams before though the you work yeah, yeah. I, I helped this yeah. last one with the uh, the giveaway. Yeah, what hour? Oh, you're a code ninja. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I did the. Uh, let's see. I think I play or I watched. It was like nine o'clock on Saturday. I think Anna was playing. Don't starve. Oh, oh Anna. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, just to let you know, if you really want to show, you need to stay up until the two o'clock hour, because about that point, our streamers are starting to go a bit batty. And, uh, at one, I, I convinced Cody to do a 30 minute uh, seminar on how he combs his hair. You know? Somebody was so confused. They hopped in, and that was all that they saw was Cody talking about his hair. And he's like, Oh, I'm so sorry. What, why did you? Do? It's Dallas's fault. Oh, my goodness. And his wife is like, What are you doing? He's like, I don't know. <laughs> oh, that's so great. But yeah. Um, we love playing games together though. That, that is like one of the things that we, especially like with COVID and stuff, we were able to really, cause like, we can't go places. We can't go do things. Right. And so we were just home quarantined and we're sitting here and we're playing 
uh, Animal Crossing. You know, that came out in uh, March, not Mm -hmm. specifically a co-op game, but we played together. And, you know, that was kind of our go-to. We played that almost every single night for like hours and hours and hours and hours, you know? And um, I think with co-op games, especially with your spouse, you you kind of learn, especially, you know, you're working towards a goal. You're working on that teamwork. You know, one of the games that we played, we actually played it on the stream was Don't Starve Together. Yeah, And so we're sitting here and we're communicating on, hey, okay, I need this. I'm over, I made camp over here. I need you to get the wood and bring it over here. And we're going to build this thing. We're going to build that thing. And we're going to try to survive. And um, playing these kinds of games, like I said, just it, it, being married and especially being married and playing these kinds of games really helps your communication. Um, I know for, for us communication, when we first start, when we were first married, excuse me, um, was an issue. It was something that we had to work through. So you're like learning how to communicate with each other, figuring people out, different personalities. Yeah. And so I think using games, playing, especially with your spouse, you get to, you could learn that, you know, it's a good learning tool learning how to communicate better and learning how to, you know, be more kind <laughs> in the case of overcooked. I actually did a <laughs> devotion for, uh, I just, I just submitted uh, a Devo for uh, the Nerd of God cast, the, the oh, daily yeah. Devo about overcooked and kindness. So that's coming out <laughs> soon. <laughs> that's awesome. I'm going to have to listen to that one. Oh, it's, it's great. I can't wait to hear it. Um, but yeah, is, uh, you know, those are some of my our favorites. You know, we play like I said, Animal Crossing. We play Don't Starve Together um, with my brother. Me and my brother play uh, some. I know it's got a lot of flack and a lot of hate, but we play uh, Fallout seventy six together. That's oh, a fun yeah. game. I mean, just a, a little survival game. Some more of my favorite co op games. You know, throwing it back to some of the older systems. I used to play. Um, now the it was on the tip of my tongue and it's just escaped me. Army of Two. There we go. That was. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, Army of Two, um, we, any chance, any game that we had that had two players, we were playing together. You know, that was important for us to do. Um, you know, with co-op, it's it's great because you get those interactions with people. You get mm-hmm. to work together. Um, you get to really communicate. You get to have fun together. Uh, you know, come together, meet a goal. Yeah. Uh, if you want to, do you guys want to elaborate a little bit or... Yeah, I think like one of the games that Celeste and I we had to do a lot of communication. One was uh, Super Smash, or not Super Smash Brothers, but uh, Super Mario Brothers. Yes, we. Yes. Um, Especially once we realized that you can pick each other up in that one game. Yeah, <laughs> it was an accident. <laughs> it was an accident. Like, but it became a it became a, an essential tool for us. We're yeah. like, all right, pick me up and like run, and I had to like jump and throw her in the air so she could get other things, and like it became a thing where like we really had to communicate. And I, I think I was one of the the hidden gems of that game yeah. was when you have multiple players, you guys had to work together to really accomplish the goals that were there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and there were times where it was like frustrated. It was like, why can't you just jump and do it? And I'd have to pick her up and carry her. Yes. <laughs> I think don't that, die. I'm a bubble. I think we did the same. I think we played that and we did the same thing. Yeah. Cause I'm like, <laughs> I guess I'm just, <laughs> well, and it's like when we're playing, um, Raymond, 
Mm-hmm. That you your character will die, but as long as the your partner hasn't died, you mm-hmm. just kind of float around as a bubble, and so you're sitting there screaming, "Don't die! I'm a bubble! Don't die! I'm a bubble!" <laughs> punch me! Punch me! <laughs> That's how I felt in uh, was it Super Mario Brothers? Um, yeah, where like there was like one level in the castle or something like that that I couldn't get through with like oh. the fires that were going around. I could uh, not get through. I just it. left her in the so bubble. He just left me in the bubble and I, I just run it. I kept dying over and over. Over and over. I said, you know what? You're just gonna stay in the bubble. You're just I just almost I got to the very I got to the boss and just left her in the bubble the whole time. I'm like it's okay. <laughs> I, not to throw salt under the bus. I straight up once used her to knock out an enemy. I just yeah, picked he her did. up and threw her at the enemy. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? It was effective. I didn't have anything else to do. It I was, but in that moment, communication would have been great. There's the communication where it plays into it. So. That's it. <laughs> but uh, is there any other games that um, you guys have not necessarily played together, but just played with other people that you really enjoy? I like Munchkin. Oh yeah, Munchkin is a lot of fun to play with a group. It is. What is that game? Okay, it's like D and D for dummy for dummies. <laughs> it's you take cards and you have your character, and so you draw cards mm-hmm. and you can play um, like armor armor pieces. You can have little little things um we have a friend who has an expansion pack for mounts so you can like be riding a wolf or a octopus or no octopus is the cthulhu Mm. expansion but uh (laughs) there's all these different things that you can do and so the but then you also are trying to do a dungeon crawl and the first person to the level 10 to beat the the boss Mm -hmm. wins yeah, then like each round, like each every time your your turn is there, it you're you have the the series of uh, kicking the door, which is where you draw the door card, and when you draw the door card, it could be a monster or it could be just uh, another piece of equipment for you. And uh, so, kicking the door, if there's a monster, you slay the monster. If you can't slay the monster, uh, you run away, and mm-hmm. <laughs> that's just how it works out. <laughs> and what's cool about the game that's and the, where it becomes more like if you have multiple people, which it's really best if you have at least four or five people, yes. you start to work together. Because part of the game is like, all right, this monster is like a level 10, but your armor is only up for like maybe a level nine monster. Mm-hmm. And so you start bartering people. Hey, you know, I will split the treasure with you if you come help me. Yeah. And so that becomes a thing where like you're you're working with people. You're trying to make figure out how to get to it. And then it all kind of just goes to crap. When we hit to the 10th level because only one person could enter the 10th uh, dungeon. Mm-hmm. And so you start well, like you can enter the tenth dungeon. Only one person can exit the tenth <laughs> yeah. dungeon. Everyone starts like, "Oh, I'm fighting a level one monster." Nope, off another level one monster is like a like a level twenty in your. <laughs> it just gets out of control. It's a lot of fun, and there's a lot of different expansion packs and versions of it. I mm-hmm. think we have bites and cthulhu and mm. then we have a friend who has just a normal expansion mm-hmm. and then he has like i said the mounts yeah and then um, there's like an x-men expansion there's a what? there's a there's, there's a marvel. uh there's a marvel one there's a deadpool there's a there, there's there's a star ship one right and it's that star wars cool. and star trek and, and um and all the cards are hysterical like like okay. one of your armor is like the boots of butt kicking yeah, <laughs> or or an eleven foot pole because you're not going to touch something with a ten foot pole, but, but an eleven, 11 foot, foot pole, eleven foot, you know. So there's, 
one or, one or two cards that you know you might want to pull out if you're playing with people under the age of 18 but mm-hmm. those it's like two and you pull them out and you're done yeah <laughs> and this game just became pg <laughs> yeah pretty much what we do yeah. <laughs> uh it's really funny you were talking about just bartering and see when we play games with other people i am any game that there's any kind of barter system i'm always slapping the table making deals man we start playing settlers the Catan or Catan. i always say it wrong i'm always like look i'll trade two sheep for some wheat come on bring it <laughs> every round i start barter bartering away so right. <laughs> any that's game funny. any game we play that, that they have that i do it so right that's funny <laughs> uh, well taylor is there any games that you want to kind of elaborate on any any games you like playing recently we start like you said start playing don't starve together a lot um that one's been really fun to play together uh the other day we did fall guys together which we hadn't played yeah we hadn't played that one very much and it's not two player but we like swapped the controller and went back and forth we we did that one on stream for the first time on stream and i was like I don't know what I'm doing. You take the controller. <laughs> you play these weird little jelly bean people, and you're like tripping over stuff. And Taylor, it was really funny because you do you want to tell a story about the, the sea sauce? The sea sauce. He was like, I was over in my own little corner playing Animal Crossing, and he's like struggling on these this like seesaw level. And I was like, let me try it. And I got like almost to the end. She was like first <laughs> dead in the in the beginning, first person. She's running. She's like, I'm doing really, really well. I'm, I'm doing this, and she's making it and you know, hopping across all these seesaws, hopping across. Really, I'm, I'm not exaggerating. First person, and all of a sudden, she's like, there it is. There's the ending right there. She jumps. She falls. Several people start passing her up. She's like, okay, it's okay. I could still qualify. She gets back in. She gets to that part again. She jumps, falls, starts up. More people pass by. She does it a third time. Falls and gets disqualified (laughs) that's like the beauty about some of these games like it's like like what's last time we learned like you know who's good at what yeah and so like we'll play we'll play one player games and like i'd be like i can't figure it out she's like just do this oh i'm an idiot and then (laughs) you know or like like the other day celeste was uh she's playing ocarina of time on our ds and uh there's a what was that creature it's called a bong bong it looks like a demogorgon it it's these in the for the people who know about ocarina of time it's in the spirit temple and you fall onto this huge bongo drum and there's these fists that are beating on it and making your character jump and then to defeat the character you have to shoot an arrow into the eye stalk that you can't see as it's rushing at you. So I understood the logic of this is what I have to do. Actually doing it didn't work. Right. And and how long did you fight that level? Um a couple months. Yeah. So finally I was like, hey, let me see it. And so like five minutes later, I've I've beaten the monster for. And I was crying with relief. <laughs> and so there is like like we had to like we recognize like okay you're better at this kind of stuff and so we were able to trade back and forth on some games and go all right we're past this let's move forward so we can go with the rest of the game. It's really funny how we take games like that and it technically it's almost like it's co-op because we're playing yeah. together but not I mean there's only yeah. one character on the screen but we're playing together we're working together to still yeah. achieve that goal we were playing 
so we just picked up the Super Mario All-Stars. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were playing the Super Mario 64. And what level? You were on some level. Uh, is it like the something cave? Hazy Maze Cave. That's yeah. what it was. And so Taylor's doing, uh, trying to do something. And she did it three or four times. And she's like, I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so she's like, just just take it. Like, just take the, I was like, she's just sitting there mad. She said, you need to just take this from me. Like, just here, just give it to me. Literally two seconds. Boop, boop. There you go. She's like, right. I'm done. You play the rest of it. I'm, <laughs> I'm done for the night. I'm not playing That's anymore. Funny. I'm not playing it. I don't think you've touched the game since. I haven't. Oh, terrible. <laughs> See, and that's what I was trying to avoid because yeah. I'm really enjoying Zelda, the Ocarina of Time game. But I just, I knew that I did not have the ability to do what needed to be done. I knew what needed to happen. Yeah. Just couldn't make it happen. So I told him, I was like, do this, do this, watch out for that. Okay, we're good. <laughs> right. I was talking with, um, we have a, a guy on our team named Branson Boykin, and I was talking with him, and he and his family are massive Zelda fans. Like, like if he could have gotten away with it, his son's name would have been Link. That's how hardcore they are. Um, but there's a lot of family that said no. <laughs> so, but um, him and his wife, they fell in love with Zelda together. Now she doesn't play video games, but she likes to sit down with him because it's a really interesting story, the different Zelda games. And uh, Branson, he and I were actually on the fencing team together in high school. So we're, we're both into swords. And so he's like hack and slash and stuff on the weed and everything. But she is like, like, like genius level when it comes to like fixing puzzles and everything. So for them, it, be- uh, it became a co-op game because He's fighting all the baddies and he's doing all sorts of stuff and he can he knows how to manipulate the character right, but she knew how to fix the pu- or solve the puzzles for him. And so uh, Zelda, this one player game, became a co op game for them. And since then, they've I think they bought every Zelda game that's ever come out since the Wii. Yes. And they play them all together, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. That's and awesome. and it became a family thing. Like their sons into it and everything. That's really cool. That's really cool how we can we can do stuff like that. We could turn you know these little single player games into co-ops and you know that's what we've been doing with mario 64 mainly just me playing and taylor (laughs) shaking her head (laughs) why are you doing that don't do that there's something to be said about the commentary on the side how many times did you throw the penguins off the side of the ledge (laughs) okay so lj lj sent me a picture the other day he had the penguin and he said, I'm getting that soul stone, boys. Oh my goodness. Fair trade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. That was like a double nerd reference right there. So. <laughs> oh man. You you have to do that if you play Mario sixty four though. You take the yeah. penguin and you let him go. So let him fly free, even though penguins don't fly. <laughs> I'm not one to talk. I I played for a good two hours in Twilight Princess, just picking up a chicken and running. Yep. Dallas came in. He's like, "What are you doing? Why are you not ba- past the intro?" I'm like, "Because you can fly with the chickens." <laughs> <laughs> See, it's it's really funny when me and Taylor play games together because she is more just her personality is more logic based. Mine is more like, I'm just going to do whatever and see what happens, you know, right. and I'm going to go just move this and this, or I'm going to go fight the bag, whatever. 
Taylor's more like, okay, no, we're going to do this. And then we're going to do like a checklist. Don't touch that because that's going to affect that. And that's going to affect that. And like- <laughs> you need to, okay. Um, I'm, or I'm playing a puzzle almost like your buddy, you know, I'm playing a puzzle and Taylor's like, oh, you know, you could solve it if you do this and move that there. And then and I'm sitting there like, what? <laughs> three hours wasted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting there three hours, just sitting there. Taylor's like, just move that. Oh, come on. <laughs> So true story, I was playing, um, I was playing, uh, what was it? It was Portal 2 on mm-hmm. our Twitch channel. And uh, the way I play games on Twitch is like, I, I invite my the, our viewers to help me out and talk us. Th- especially, I like doing puzzle games on our stuff because I invite our, our community to be part of the conversation and everything. And I was stuck in this one room for an hour and a half. Like, it, it was almost so boring. The entire stream. And I am just dying, cannot figure mm-hmm. it out. It was probably, it was maybe 45 minutes. It's just not any better. And uh, finally, one of my one of my guys goes, "Hey, have you tried this?" I'm like, "Yes." I'm like, "Wait, no, I haven't." And I, it was super simple, <laughs> super simple, barely an inconvenience. And I was just like, "All right, guys, well, that was our stream for tonight. I'm going to go and Clear reevaluate that. my life." <laughs> There's that one room. That's all I needed. So. <laughs> and then we have ukulele. And then we have ukulele. So that's, have you ever played ukulele? I have not. Ukulele and the Impossible Layer. It is a super adorable game because I have the, the uh, mindset of games that it needs to be pretty for me to watch it. Is like if a, I'm going to play a it. a console game or a board game? Yes. No, it's a, it's. Um, we have it on Steam. We have it on Steam, but okay, you can play on it Steam. on, on Twitch. Okay. Not Twitch. Switch. Yeah. Two- you they get, sound alike. You get on the Switch. <laughs> you can get it on the Switch. Which but you can possible. push to Twitch. <laughs> <laughs> There's the same letters in there somewhere. So it's, it's exactly. Fine. It's a cinch. So, <laughs> so it's this super adorable game with like this little lizard and bat because I, I go for games because they look cute. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> um, it's led to some very interesting games because I'm like, this looks pretty. Let's play that. And so, but it, it's this little, like, you have these levels that you do and you're trying to get the bees, uh, because they've all been kidnapped. And so you beat the individual levels and you get more bees and you get all these power-ups and things that you can do. But the end of the game is that you're supposed to beat the impossible layer. And it is impossible. We had one, one person who was watching it. They downloaded it on Switch. And as I'm going, they're going, oh, this is, this is hard. We just thought you were bad. <laughs> well, I was like, well, I am bad, but it is hard. Like, it's one of those games I'm watching her play, and I'm like, I can't help you. You're on your own. I'm going to have to abandon you for this one. He goes to the next room, he bows, and he's like, all right, dear Lord. <laughs> it's the most adorable. It's, it's my Dark Souls. It may not be Dark Souls for everybody, but it's my Dark Souls. Was it bad as Super Panda Adventures? It's worse. <laughs> Super Panda Adventures, at least it Super Panda Adventures was similar to what happening was happening with Zelda. I knew what to do. Right. I just couldn't figure out how to do it. Mm-hmm. This, because it's a platformer, so you can only see so much. I am twenty percent of the way through, and I've been playing it probably once a week, once every other week since. March twenty percent of the way through the that last the just that one level. Yeah, just I finished, one level. I finished the entire rest of the game. That's crazy. So, so when our when our community comes on to watch me play, 
that. They know that they're going to watch me die a lot. <laughs> like you said, you're Dark Souls, so. <laughs> but it is for me. It's the most adorable Dark Souls ever. Hey, that's all that counts, right? Right. Taylor, exactly. are you taking notes? I know she likes adorable. That's how she chooses all her her critters on uh, Animal Crossing. <laughs> I don't blame you. It's so cute. In fact, we're playing I, we're playing Animal Crossing, and uh, I'm like, I don't really care. I'm just gonna I just gonna like I I needed a new villager because mine moved out. I was like, I'm just gonna go get that one. Taylor goes, No, he's ugly. You're not getting him. <laughs> I said, hey, there's no shame in picking the cute character. I straight up chose Charizard and Pokemon Red because it was the cutest one. And he's the best. <laughs> right. <laughs> but then in Pokemon Blue, I did choose uh, um, uh, Squirtle because it makes sense with the first gym. I yeah. played more tactical. <laughs> you like love cute more tactics right here. So. <laughs> Poor oh. Squirtle. Oh man, that's awesome. Well, look, we're going to move into um, our next next part of the show here. Um, just talking about how. You know, if you look at life, it's, I won't say it's like a game, but, you know, you have your spouse and that's your, that's your co-op buddy through life. So um, if you guys want to, let's just kind of go on that. Yeah. I mean, life is, it's, it's interesting. Um, so last time we've been together for 10 years almost, almost. but yeah. been married for five, almost. almost. Uh, we're actually coming up on February, it'll be five years of being married. And 10 years of dating. Yeah. And uh, so, um to be honest, like I don't think I would be where I'm at today without her. Like running Geek Devotions, doing some of the stuff that we do, uh, just being a functional human being at times. Yeah. Like yeah. she's been there; she's been a rock for me to help me get through some hard times. And I know that uh, I've been there for her. Yeah. And that's the, that's the trade off. Is like uh, we talked about earlier with the, the games, how it recognizes each other's strengths and playing off of them. And that's what we've had to do. There are times where I just can't handle, and there's things that Celeste is like. That's right. I'll step in and she handles mm-hmm. certain things so I can refocus. And yeah. at the same time, there are times where she's having to just stop. Yeah. And uh, and then I step in as, okay, I can handle this, this, and this. And again, it's mm-hmm. uh, in a married life, um, in any relationship, but specifically in a married life, it's learning the ebb and flow of, right, where are you at? Where am I at? And mm-hmm. that constant communication. Like there are times, like I remember there was a, this past year was really rough on us. Yeah. Uh, just because of a variety of reasons. And, not 2020. Yeah, not 2020. 2019 was rough on us. Yeah, we base we base our years off of off of Geek Devotions, actually. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's why I had to clarify because I'm like, no, you don't mean this year. No, no, like like season four of Geek Devotions was yeah. really rough for us because of just a variety of life life situations yeah. that were taking place, and um, like we really had to depend on communication. So let's had to go. I just can't do this today, and yeah. I had to step in and, and handle a few few yeah. things. Um, 2019 was one of those years that you had to step in a couple times because mm-hmm. I'm sitting here going, I just can't. Right. Yeah. And we, you know, we have to, as you know, in, in a marriage, you have to build your partner up and you have to really listen to what their needs are. I know there's, there's been times where I didn't do that, especially when we were, we first got married, you know, where our first year of marriage was one of our hardest. Mm-hmm. I worked nights. She worked days. I did that mm-hmm. for a year. And we never saw each other. And my, I worked weekends. I worked all the time. And we didn't have that. We Not because that was by choice. Like that was just the schedule that we were dealt with. That was the hand that we were played. And we had, you know, for our first year of marriage, it's not just because it was hard because, you know, everyone always tells you your first year of marriage is the hardest. No, it was hard because we never saw each other. And it got to a point 
where I actually left my job because I couldn't do it anymore. I couldn't say, mm-hmm. you know, I wasn't around my spouse. I, I couldn't see my wife. Yeah. And for me, that was, it was probably one of the best decisions I made because it was starting to affect our marriage where we weren't having that communication. We weren't talking because we didn't see each other. We didn't yeah. know what was going on in each other's lives. You know, something would happen with Taylor at work and she would text me about it. And I wouldn't see it till one o'clock in the morning because I'm so busy handling phone calls at work. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, we finally got to a point where when I stepped away from away from what I was doing during that second year, it was like we had uh, we we had it rough because we didn't get a chance to really develop that relationship in year one yeah. because mm-hmm. we weren't around each other. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot to like. Um, being separated, it's it's hard, yeah. especially if you don't have that in the front end. Like Celeste, and I, the reason why, like, we got a lot of flack during our dating time because yes. um, I didn't propose to her basically within 24 hours of us deciding we we're going to date. Uh, <laughs> to, to be fair, it was realistically, it was you got a flack because it wasn't within a month. Yeah, true story. Within a month, I was expected to propose to her uh, by certain individuals. <laughs> so, but. Um, but part of it was we were, we were both intentional about making sure we were, we were good. She, at the time she was finishing up her college, um, the degree that she had just started. Um, we wanted to make sure our finances were in place. We were trying to handle certain things and make sure we were, we had our ducks in a row because we didn't want to have to fight certain things. Um, I come from a background of a broken family, broken home. And, um, as a youth pastor, I saw that happen a lot as a kid's pastor. I saw a lot. At one point, uh, as a kids pastor, I sat back and I was just kind of examining who all I had in our ministry. And I would venture to say 90% of my kids came from broken homes. And a lot of it, I was able to pinpoint, it was from a lack of communication. It was from a lack of parents being adults. (laughs) But um, just communicating with each other, talking through situations, having um, adult conversations with each other about what they're dealing with and not being present even uh, in each other's lives. And so for Celeste and I, I was like, I'm just not going to play that game for me. Divorce is not an option Uh, for Celeste and I, it's going to be a, uh, you know, this is what we're going to do. Um, I used to joke with her. I'm an ordained minister. And, uh, and and according to the fellowship I'm part of, um, I can't, at the time you couldn't hold credentials and be a divorced individual and get remarried, but I could keep my credentials and be a convicted murderer. So a few more runs. uh... (laughs) (laughs) This is a joke. Listeners realize that this is a joke. Right. (laughs) Now I just tell her, you can leave. That's fine. Just when you pack your bag, pack mine too, because I'm coming with you. Yeah. (laughs) Well, so, but. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, that's what I was saying. It's like, you know, for us, it was like uh, we we spent five years working on certain things so that when we first got married, uh, we'd have to overcome some of those those struggles that people were dealing with. And even to this day, like, we're really intentional about trying to be together and yeah. do life together uh, somewhat partially because of our schedule. I mean, um, with between my job at the church, uh, her work um, and then geek devotions. Uh, I mean, we're busy yeah. every single day, every night doing stuff and um, by choice. Uh, obviously yeah. we, we choose to do geek devotions, right? But we have to be intentional about we're going to spend time together. Yeah. And and do certain things where we just go, we're just not going to do this. And and we just don't 
because we because it's it's us. Uh, one of our big things is we have lunch together almost every single day. If we can help it, we yeah, can. yeah. Like I will, I leave my job and I come eat lunch with her. Her coworkers think it's weird, and so that's fun. Uh, <laughs> Gotten a few husbands in trouble, uh, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so, but it's because I'm I'm being intentional yeah. about making sure that this is okay. Well, us you, here, you and, have to be. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be intentional with your spouse. You you have to be like that or it doesn't work. You know, Dallas, I, I feel like we've kind of come from very similar situations. Very, similar. Yeah. very, very similar. My parents were divorced and it was really bad. I mean, super bad divorce when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And it left me with a lot of emotional issues, oh, you know, yeah. a lot of baggage that came with it. And, sure. um, you know, Taylor didn't come from that. She came from a home where her parents are still together, which is awesome, hey. which is great. And celebrate. I just made 34 years a couple of days ago. Yeah. Goals. Tell them I said congrats. <laughs> but, you know, we were raised in two different households. You know, there was a lot of yelling. There was a lot of fighting in our household. There was a lot of that um, that, once again, I carried with me for the longest time. Mm. And when we were together, that was something that I said, I don't want that. I don't want like, just like you, I don't want divorce. I've, Mm -hmm. I've dealt with that. I've seen what that does. I've seen that, what that does to kids, seen what that does to, you know, the, the person themselves. Multiple times. Multiple times. (laughs) Yeah. Multiple, multiple times. And, um, I promise I told Taylor, we're not, that's, that's just like, that's not an option for us. You know, we got so the state of Louisiana does a covenant marriage, and that's yeah. what we chose to do mm-hmm. because that was we're like, this is what you know we want. We don't we don't want this to even be an option. Right. And for those that don't know a covenant marriage, there are only like I think there's like three limitations. You could only get divorced. It's like the only mm-hmm. um, you can get divorced from. I think it's like if there's like any kind of abuse of an affair or like straight abandonment for a couple right. of years. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and that even was... then, like a lot of it's developing with counseling. Like yeah. if there's going to be a split, you're required to go to like legitimate marital counseling yeah. to resolve the issue. Absolutely. To try to save it. Yep. But we, um, you know, me and Taylor met in college um, and we are going on. We were together for four years before he proposed. So very similar. Hey. We four years. So married. So eight, about eight years together. So eight years total. together. So, come on. And uh, there was times where she's had to pick me up. There's times where I had to pick her up, you know, and with our different experiences that we've gone through, you know, just, uh, you know, and not to say that, you know, my, my life was horrible. Taylor's was perfect in any way because it, it, it's not, you know, but yeah, that's uh, I just kind of I just want to dive into that just a little bit and just kind of talk about. Talk about that because I think it's important. You know, I think I think yeah. you know communicating with your spouse is important. I think lifting each other up. Like I said, I've gone through. We we both gone through some really tough times. We moved uh, to Tennessee not knowing anyone. We were by mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, you know, I'm a little Cajun boy from South Louisiana. You know, and <laughs> we move here and there's nobody, so we have each other. Right. And uh, I don't think without Taylor, I could have done it. You know, I, I couldn't make that move. And this, the move that we made was one of the best decisions we've ever made in our lives. Because when we moved, we were by ourselves. We had to figure everything else. I didn't have my mom that I could just call and say, hey, we need help. Mm-hmm. You know, there's yeah. nobody. And so yeah. we had to figure out. And, They're there like verbally, but like physically. Physically. It take her eight hours to get here. Like, that's, <laughs> there's there's that's no. Yeah, there's no. 
so we're kind of on our own here and we've, you know, the past two years we've learned how to be on our own really. Um, but it's, it's been a great experience moving because I think we've grown for sure as a couple. Um, and it's, it's really cool to see where God's taken us, you know, where we're Mm -hmm. being led to, uh, doing what we're doing now with mountain nerds and adoption stuff and with our jobs. And, um, you know, we're just happy that we have each other. I guess to sure. just put a bow on it. So if I can ask you guys with this, you guys made this journey up north. You guys are now kind of abandoned, not abandoned, but you've, you're you're on your own. Like what was the biggest thing you've learned about each other having to grow together like in the situation? I think what we've really learned is that we can do, you know, we can do what we need to do. We mm-hmm. can um, rise to the occasion on things. We can, you know, there was a point where we owned a house in Louisiana and we paid rent here. And we were living mm-hmm. paycheck to paycheck for a year and a half. Yeah. And we worked two jobs. <laughs> it's what we did yeah. to survive, but we did it, you know? And yeah. I, I think, and we, we did it together, you know, that uh, to answer your question, I think it, this move showed us that whatever happens, we can do together, you know? Yeah. We are, that we're stronger as a unit than we are individuals. Cause there's no way, there's no way I could have done this by myself. I'm just, I think I'm, I'm thinking a different direction so you can keep going with your thought here. (laughs) (laughs) He gave us the heart. I thought we were supposed to be interviewing them. They're just sitting here interviewing us. (laughs) Hey, and I'm being good and holding back my questions after the podcast. Ask them, ask them away. (laughs) Well, no, now I want to hear your answers to his question. (laughs) Well, that's what, that's my answer. My, my, the way I was going in my head with it was, um, you know, this move here, we did kind of move blindly. We moved for my job. We didn't move for his job. It was for me. So I was kind of able to go into my job and explore like the world of advertising and uh, right. kind of like step back because that was stable for us as a, as a family unit and yeah. allow him to explore what he wanted to do with his career. So I kind of get to, got to see him like grow up in that way. And yeah. now he's in something that he really loves, and it's amazing. It's awesome. So, Very cool. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Cool. So my my random question was: Are y'all d- adopting domestic or international? Domestic. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Very cool. So that was an easy question. <laughs> I didn't well, think too much about that one. My, my so my <sighs> really quick my story. My dad. Married my mom when I was 16. He's not my biological, so he adopted me. So I was domestically adopted by him. Mm-hmm. My brothers were adopted from Taiwan. So the world of adoption is very familiar to me. So I'm sitting here going, what are they doing? <laughs> Who are they going through? <laughs> so, yeah, we, we got some great stuff. And we, you know, we felt in our hearts that this is the road, that the path that we need to go on, you know. Uh, me and Taylor have been... And we don't mind sharing this on the podcast. No, we've been documenting the whole process on our YouTube channel. It's like in great detail. It's out there. So we're good. So (laughs) this goes with working together. So for the past four years, you know, I've always wanted to be a dad. And Mm -hmm. we've tried to get pregnant. And uh, last year, Taylor actually got pregnant. And unfortunately, we lost the child Mm -hmm. Um, after what is it? What was it? Four weeks? Six weeks. Six weeks. Six weeks. And it's just been that that has always been a struggle and my dad was adopted my aunts were adopted my uncle was adopted 
you know, that mm-hmm. I've always been around that. And so right. I felt in my heart, man, that's something I want to do. You know, yeah. that's, that's, if I could bring a kid in that doesn't have a home that needs a home, that's, that's where I want to be. Taylor was a little bit more hesitant about it. I come from like first. a background. Everybody has their babies and that's it. There's, there's no really no questions asked. That's kind of it. So right. I, it was never really on my mind at all to do, but then I heard him talk about it and his passion for it. And I was like, okay, I'm in for it. Let's do it. Just not that's right now. Prayer. Just <laughs> not <laughs> a that's a big decision. That's good though. Not right now I need time to like be physically or mentally ready, I guess. And just yeah. like, so I, I had him wait for a while <laughs> and um, I just, I, I was like, in my mind, I want to have a biological kid first. And then after that, then I can reevaluate re- in my head. And all of a sudden yeah. one day I just woke up. I was like, I'm ready. Let's do it. So yeah. <laughs> that was a couple months ago. Yep. So here we go. are. <laughs> and that's probably very cool. I like crazy. It's going by super crazy. Really fast. fast. <laughs> I that's bet. good. But, you know, we work together on that decision and we've been doing all our classes and, and all this preparation. And yeah, I think it's just, you know, you get there and you're in that that new phase of life, uh, new phase of life together. And it, it's it's an amazing thing. It's an amazing thing mm-hmm. to get to this point where you feel just we're both ready. We're both prepared. Um, we've been making these preparations for a very long time. I have mentally. Taylor has mm-hmm. more recently than me. but. Um, it's a it's just an exciting thing man it's very cool yeah we're looking for it looking forward to excited it. for y'all i appreciate it so well we have i think run out of time <laughs> <I can't laughs> we're talking almost an hour now so right uh, we're gonna go ahead and close close out here dallas where can they find you guys at yeah, you guys can find Geek Devotions uh, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just look for Geek Devotions. And we're also on Twitch, and we're trying to uh, grow that channel a little bit more. Again, look for Geek Devotions. We try really hard to make it easy for people to find us. Um, website. Yeah, and then we have a website, geekdevotions.com, um, and uh, where we post up a lot of our stuff. But primarily, if you guys want to subscribe to our YouTube channel, where we put out, again, a, uh, a weekly podcast or not podcast weekly devotional and we're trying to get more regular with our podcasting also uh go to our youtube channel youtube.com forward slash geek devotions and, and subscribe the, and the podcasts are also on there they yeah. they have a waveform video some of them are visual mm-hmm. and we'll put all this in the show notes too as well so yeah dallas if you want to yeah. me everything we can we can get that on there we, for you guys to check out absolutely yeah sounds good and, and do us a favor if you guys are if you guys catch up uh if you join the geek devotion stuff via this podcast let us know because it's always cool to see where people come from yes <laughs> and you can find us out we're on twitter at nerds mountain on instagram at mountain nerds pod and on facebook at mountain nerds podcast and we're that's all- why i can never remember it <laughs> <laughs> we're also streaming on on uh oh, see i almost celeste i almost did it <laughs> i almost did what you did earlier we are streaming on twitch <laughs> Not the Switch. Although you can use your Switch to stream on Switch. Because it's a Switch. (laughs) We are streaming on Twitch right now. We still don't have a pretty solid schedule, so we're just streaming whenever. So go check us out, Mountain Nerds Pod. Uh, Go check us out on Twitch. And once we start streaming, there's usually a notification you'll get, and they'll say, hey, they're streaming now. So come check us out. It's great. We have some super fun playing a bunch of co-op games together. Um, And I'm going to be streaming some really cool games coming up in the near future. So 
stay tuned. And that's all the time we have for today. Uh, Stay nerdy. Bye, y'all. Peace and love.